Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. Welcome into Post Game Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Mississippi State drops a game that, well, quite frankly, I thought that they would. 31-16 is, is the final score. Mississippi State just too sloppy, too many mistakes, too many self-inflicted wounds to have a chance to win in Tiger Stadium. And that's exactly how the game went. Uh, a game that saw State leading uh, into the third quarter, and that's when the wheels basically just fell off for the Bulldogs. A lot of drop passes, turnovers, uh, a, a key penalty at the absolute wrong time just did not work out for Mississippi State in this one, and they fall to 2-1 and one on the season. Part of me you know, is sitting here and just thinking, okay, well, Brian, you predicted them to lose this game back in, you know, June, July. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking big picture about the season, but then I watched the game, you know, and you get the information of what you saw in the game and the way State played in that game. And honestly, they played their worst game. They've played, you know, probably since the Egg Bowl, but I remember the, the Liberty Bowl, but just so sloppy. So sloppy. Will Rogers, you know, the whole week, the whole the theme for, for Rogers was kind of, you know, he's this underrated guy, disrespected. You heard what Jordan Rogers said about him on uh, SEC Network today. And then he goes out and plays like that, plays his worst game as a Bulldog. I, you know, I think to only, uh, what, 57% completion percentage, 214 yards, one touchdown, has the pick. There were some drops, but he he didn't throw the ball well at all. No, there there, there were five drops in the game is what Stat Tracker is giving us. Uh, two of them by Ra Ra Thomas, and two of them, the one by Thomas and one by uh, by Rufus Harvey, were both on key third downs where they had him open. They had the right play call. The throw was good, and uh, it just wasn't good. You know, they don't they don't make the uh, the catch. So you have some drop passes. You have, as we've discussed. You know, or, or has been discussed ad nauseum on Twitter now. The uh, the the fumble by Austin Williams, just just a terrible mental mistake by a veteran player who should know better. Especially after last year in the Liberty Bowl, where he did the exact same thing. There's no reason to catch that ball at that spot. The ball is either going, it's going to be downed inside the ten, or it's going to bounce and go into the end zone. Just get away from it. Defensively, 31 points, 416 yards, but almost all of that is in the fourth quarter where they had just been on the field for, for the entire time. I thought defensively this team did more than enough to win. The, 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 the truth of it is, and this is a hard truth and a, a, maybe a, a truth people don't want to hear, is you're paying Mike Leach $5.5 million a year. You expect more than 16 points and 289 yards. And that is just the simplest way to put it. You hired an offensive head football coach, and offensively in this game, you were you were below par. And this is year three, and you have all these returning players, and you still look like this. Now, if it could just be a one-off. We could come back in a couple of weeks and State, you know, has beaten Texas A&M. And, I mean, Arkansas is struggling with Missouri State right this second. They're down 10. So could you win that game at home? Absolutely you could. Absolutely you could. We could look back and, and – that's how I predicted it to go when I made my predictions. I had State losing this game. And I had them coming back strong and winning the next three. But that needs to happen now for Mississippi State. So 
Obviously not a great night. I am sure a lot of you want to talk about it. Let's just jump right into it, and we'll start with Scott Neighbors. Justin Strawn, you're on deck after him. Scott, are you there, my friend? I am, Brian. Uh, What's going on, man? I am sick after that game, uh, obviously, like a lot of us. But I know you picked us to lose. To me, I still don't think LSU is going to be a world beater in the West, and I don't even think we had to play – well to win that game i just didn't see us playing as bad as humanly possible to lose in that fashion so with you having predicted this as a loss did you predict it in this fashion and does it change your outlook for the rest of the year it doesn't change my outlook for the rest of the year i want to see how they how they bounce back obviously but i i do think that this was a very frustrating loss and i understand that frustration because I, this LSU team, they're probably going to end up being an eight-win kind of team. But this was not a great LSU team. And like we said, we talked about it all offseason. This was the time to play them early before they figured everything out. The game, in some ways, especially defensively for State, went exactly like I thought. I thought they would struggle to handle Jaden Daniels, the, ru- the runner, and they would make some big pass plays when you did not want them to Malik neighbors killed state tonight. That that signing day flip from two years ago, just really, yeah, really, you know, you knew that was coming at some point. So it it didn't, it didn't, the way the game was played kind of surprised me. The amount of, of, of mistakes Mississippi state made uh, in this game is surprising, but the loss in and of itself is not surprising to me. And the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to redo my season prediction just yet. Want to see how they bounce back next weekend. They should be able to take care of Bowling Green, obviously. And then they have Texas A&M at home, and, and we'll just sort of go from there. So we'll see. Uh, Justin Strawn, you're up next. Rambo Ramsey is after him. Hey, Brian. Justin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, buddy. Hey, uh, two questions, and they're kind of related. Uh, first sure. and foremost, what, how surprising to you is it that the weird – Going for it on fourth downs isn't really what cost us this game. And is that going to yeah. become a thing now? I don't think so. I, I don't know why Leach, especially that first one, that State got. But that's a really weird call, really weird time to go for that. Um, not quite sure why they did that, but they did, and it worked. The other two, I mean, to me, I, I put that more on Rodgers there. Rodgers has got to see that the line is is loaded up, and he's got to get out of those those run plays, call timeout, do something. We've we've been talking the past couple of weeks about Rodgers and how comfortable he is in the offense, and he's making as far as you know the the running game goes. He's got to see, hey, we're blocking seven on five here. I need to get out of this. I need to call a pass, or I need to to call a timeout. One of the two. Um, it was it's both teams. It was LSU was making these kind of just, I, it was almost like a like a uh, uh, anything you can do, I can do better kind of situation. It was really weird, Justin. Anything I can do worse, I can, you can do, I can do worse. Really, in this instance. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, all right. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. Thanks, Justin. Uh, all right. Let's go now to uh, Rambo Ramsey, and then uh, we'll go to Rob Hathaway after him. Please, Lord, tell me that's your real first name and your parents are huge Stallone fans. Please tell me this. Uh, no, nah, that's Rambo is actually my whole name abbreviated. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's pretty cool. I'll give you, you so, still get credit. Yeah. So what's going on, uh, man? What but, you got for me tonight? Well, this is the question that I think that we're starting to see now. Uh, 
this is not a shot at any player, but I'm starting to notice now the main way to really neutralize the air raid offense is a pass rush. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm starting to notice now, okay, look at guys that have innovated the air raid offense over the years. They have guys that's able to be dual threat quarterbacks. And, you know, I I, I thought about it because when I was looking at the game, I was like, man, if Will just had somewhat of some type of speed, man, he could have ran and got the first down. But, you know, that's what's just so frustrating because teams are looking like, okay, if we can just put a pass rusher on their weakest uh, left or right tackle, we can neutralize mm-hmm. his offense. Yeah, and there's it's, definitely something to And and also too, man, I, I you know I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not getting paid five million dollars to coach, but when we get down, man, when we need some short yard shit, we need a tight end or some H back or something, man. If we got six seven guys low in the box, man, five guys can't block everybody. All right. I'm just been my no question about that. So, you know, uh, thank y'all. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Rambo. Appreciate it, man. Hey, we got uh, a lot of uh, we got a lot of questions in the chat. All right, let me let me just uh address one one thing he talked about with, with Rogers. The 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 key of what LSU was doing, brushing off the edge, Rogers can get away from that because he can step up into the pocket and make throws. What LSU did that was really smart is they pressured up the middle. Rogers can't roll out. He can't get away from that middle pressure. And so they, I thought LSU did a really good job of taking care of that. All right, give me a couple questions from the uh, the chat, Rod. Uh, several with the same topic. What will Austin Williams' legacy be? That's a, such a tough question. I mean, he's made a lot of great catches in his career at Mississippi State, but he's also he's got some big turnovers. This one, the, uh, the Ole Miss uh, fumble, I certainly remember that. So, I don't know. I, I, you know, legacy is such a weird thing, man. I mean, the season's not over yet. He could have a huge touchdown, a huge game-winning catch at some point. So we'll have to wait to answer that one. And then, uh, would would punting half of those four downs given us a better chance? No, I don't think so. Because think about it, state all those most of those 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 uh, decisions came in the uh, the first half where state was still up third point thirteen to nothing. You know, they didn't make those decisions. I don't. Did they go for it on fourth in the second half and not get it? I don't think so. So no, I, I don't think that, that that I don't think that played a role. All right, let's go back to the uh, the speakers. We'll go to Rob Hadaway and you're up after him. Rob coming to us live from I'm assuming still in his car on the LSU campus. Oh no no, we're a long way from the car. Very good. That's that, that's that's not good. Keep your eyes, keep your head on a swivel there, uh, yeah, Rob. It's a the, it's a little breeze, which is kind of nice after the last uh, four hours of our lives. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got out athleted today, pretty good. Um, I think that was the main difference. Uh, and you know, give Brian Kelly credit; they figured something out somewhere about the second quarter. And I would love to see a stat breakdown of the yardage by uh, by quarter because mm-hmm. we were doing great and then we weren't. Let me see if I can give that to you. Um, I bet we didn't have 100 yards total in the second half. Oh, in the second half? Yeah. Uh, State's drive chart, start of the second half. I got the ball first. Where is it? This is frustrating. Where is it? 
Okay. Start the third. Okay, here we go. 1934-86038. So some real quick math here. That's 53, uh, 61. That is 99 yards of total offense. Look at you go, Rob. Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They figured they figured uh, something out. And then at the same time, they did. They, uh, they neutralized our defense, which was which was doing great at shutting them down. I'll tell you what, I feel right. for Jaden. <laughs> I worry for Jaden Daniels' safety. He's why is he's that? Blitz. He was, and he and he said that the defense, you know, had its issues. But you gotta remember, this was a 17-16 game with like 10 minutes to go. Yeah. The defense, I mean, they just they just ran out of gas. The offense wasn't doing anything. They couldn't stay on the field, and so Mississippi State. You know, defensively, just kind of fell apart there at the end. I, I, I'm not putting anything. You know, and I'm not saying that you are, Rob. I'm just saying I'm not putting anything on the defense for this one. Yeah, sure. And then uh, not that, not having Cromedy and Davis was huge. It hurt. It did hurt. You know, having some extra D line depth. Certainly, nobody's ever going to turn that down. So, hey, and that um, that that big pass play that set up their uh, their touchdown to go ahead. Yeah. I, like I like I said to you in a text, I've been here 12 times. I've seen that play at least 12 times. Yes, just, yeah, you're exactly right. They always when no LSU needs to throw it throw. deep. He's got a terrible arm. Oh, look, he made the throw. Great. Yeah, yeah. And he threw it up to their you know four star wide receiver that you know being covered hey, by a three star. On a different so. subject, um, I've, we've mm-hmm. been a little out of touch. Obviously, what happened uh, in Auburn today? They got blown out. They lost uh, forty-one to twelve. What? I don't know. They lost forty-one to twelve. I'm not making it up. Gosh, that's, that's, so. that's, that sounds real bad. It was. So, all right, Rob. Thanks, man. Thanks, Safe Rob. trip. Get back to the car. All right. All right. Uh, let's go next to Chase Williams. That's who I have up next here. Chase, what you got, man? Hey, hey, there. how y'all doing tonight? Other than the obvious. Doing all right, man. What's up? Man, just a couple of things. Number one, it's just frustrating, man. I, I think this team has an MO, and they've had it going on for three years now. If you're an opposing team, you preach all week. Don't give them the game, and they will give it to you. That is how you beat this team. Drop passes, buff punts, whatever it may be, They, at some point, Mississippi State won't get out of their own way, and they'll give you the game. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing, like, like the guy before me talked about with, you know, getting out-athleted, you know, I think we're seeing the difference – year three of the Big 12 and the Pac-12, and it's kind of stating the obvious, but when you can fall back into three down linemen, you send two NFL edge rushers at in wide nines against the tackles, and then you have an eight-man zone made out of all NFL linebackers and DBs, hard to move football. Yeah, it is. I, but at the same time – Yeah, I don't know what the answer is going for. You know? Right. What I would say to that, though, is, I mean – and thanks for thanks for for coming in uh, here, Chase. I appreciate it. I, I would say that you know State moved the ball effectively last year against Burn, who has NFL guys, and and Texas A&M, who had NFL guys, and against uh, against Kentucky, they've got NFL guys. Those are good defenses. So this is just a bad night. I mean, if you look at the drop passes, I mean there's some there were some big opportunities there. The one to Rara really stands out on third. I think it was third and two. If he catches that pass, it's just one guy to beat. If he beats him, he's going to score. And even if he doesn't beat him, he's going to get about 20 yards. And it, 
I, I don't. I, I know a lot of people are, are you know in my mention saying is the array going to work. I, I think the array will work. It's going to be fine, especially. Now, I know we're talking about way down the road, but if you can add an athlete like a Chris Parson to it, I got. If, if State can have a quarterback who throws like Will Rogers for the most part, but can give you what Jaden Daniels gives LSU in the running game, you've really got something there. Um, I just don't know if if Roger, you know, Rogers just just doesn't have that athleticism. I, I, and I know people are going to bring up Sawyer Robertson. I mean, I, I he might be more bo- mobile. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen him run the football. So. That's something to talk about. All right. We're supposed to go to Douglas McLean a second ago, and he came. He went down the list a little bit. Let's bring him on now. Right. Douglas, are you there? Hey, Brian, can you hear me? I can. What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, uh, real quick, special teams. Uh, cost us three or four times last year, and obviously we have the missed extra point that loomed large for a – a lot of the game today until we got blown out and obviously the muffed punt. Uh, what's going on with, with that? Why, why can't we do even the most basic things as far as special teams go? You know what, what's funny about it, Douglas, to me, is that we had some big plays on special teams as well. Xavion Thomas had a couple of nice returns. Tulu Griffin had one kickoff return that was good. He had another one that was fantastic, wiped out by a terrible, useless, senseless penalty. No point for what Buki Watson to be holding that far away from the play. But so there's some good special team stuff happening, and it's just unfathomable things. Like last year, you know, you, you had bad kickoff coverage. Okay, that, 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 that's something that's not totally, you know, unexpected, right? I expect to make extra points. And then I expect people to know that when, you, when you're inside the 10, you put your feet on the 10-yard line and you just don't move. If the ball comes near you, just get the heck away from it. That, especially a six-year senior like that. So there's there's some good and some bad in special teams. I feel like they're actually improved over last year. Believe it or not, I don't know if you want to believe that or not, but they they just they 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 keep coming up at these weird times. I, I was almost convinced State was going to lose seventeen to sixteen at one point. I I was I was feeling pretty calm, or they were going to lose twenty four twenty three something like that. Just weren't going to be able to get the two point conversion. So. I don't know. We'll see. Let's go to Brett Holloway. Brett, you're here. Then Kivas Wright, you're on deck. Brett, are you there? You need to unmute. All right. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, man. Yeah, a couple of things tonight. Uh, number one, if uh, you know, if our wide receivers actually catch the ball across the middle, Mike Leach ends up looking like a genius. Uh, yeah. because, you know, all night we were struggling to get the ball to the receivers. But in those couple of situations, if they catch the ball, it's nothing but green grass. Um, he looks really smart. Um, number two, um, we got out. I do, I do agree that we did get out athleted tonight because LSU did nothing special at all on, def- on offense. Um, they ran a lot of underneath stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we, just t- we just tended to play way too much cushion. Um, and I don't know, I, I love our net, but I, I still don't understand how our linebackers and our defensive linemen don't get home. Everybody else seems to get home except for us in regard. You know, I know we did a couple of times tonight, but that's usually when the play ran a little long, we got to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's disappointing. I feel like we're still the better team and I still think we still have a really positive season ahead. Um, yeah. But I think what did we get outscored? Uh, was it uh, thirty-one to six, thirty-one to three after the muff punt, or was it thirty-one yes. nothing? No, no, it, it was uh, twenty-one nothing after the muff punt. 
21 to nothing. Yeah. 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 So okay, I appreciate everything oh, Bobby do. Enjoy the enjoy the uh, podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very hey, much. Uh, Chase Williams actually forgot to ask his actual question. The mental <laughs> mistake. Right, we'll come back to it. I wanted to I wanted to address well, one thing. We'll come back to it in just a second. Okay. All right. And that's one thing he pointed out about uh, not getting home. The other thing that that Arnett's defenses kill me with, and this is my my biggest complaint about them, is uh, I don't ever remember seeing a defense where more times than not the best receiver on the other team is running one-on-one with a with a safety yeah I mean you think about two years ago and how many times Devontae Smith was up against was covered by London Kraft man-to-man and then you have I mean Colin Duncan God bless him but he just keeps getting put out there one-on-one with the best receivers in college football and that's just not what he's built to do and so they got to find a they got to find a way to fix that, and I don't know what it is. Obviously, the biggest deal would be what Brett just said: get to the quarterback and get him on the ground. So they did have three sacks tonight. I thought the pressure was okay, but they had they felt like they should have had more opportunities. What was Chase's actual question, Ryan? Well, let me ask. This is another question that came up: Would okay. Colin Duncan be better at used at spying the quarterback instead of a, a linebacker and defensive lineman? I had that thought that Arnett should have maybe looked at going to like a three-two-six and trying to put some more speed on the field and saying, "Look, you get some." The guy I thought of was Marcus Banks, and say, yeah. "Just go where, just go where he goes," and and you know play that 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 role. But obviously, you know, that's that's not going to happen. What's what was the other question? Yeah, this is Chase's question. Okay. Uh, the mental mistakes. Where do we think the blame is, or the corrections lie? I mean, the blame to me, you know, drop passes and and fumbles like that. You know, I, I put the blame on the players, but at the same time, you know, as a coach, you got to make sure that those things aren't happening, and you got to make sure that you're putting the, the, the right guys in there. The problem is tonight, Rufus Harvey had been really relatively dependable before tonight. That that was you know hard. He has not been dropping a lot of passes. Ra Ra Thomas is your best receiver. You want him on the field. The other mental mistakes, like we talked about, I thought some came from Rodgers. I thought that you know, man, if Texas A and M, they they, they are, I'm sorry, Miami can't kick either. Jeez Louise. Uh, I thought that you know a lot of uh, the, the the mental mistakes were Rodgers not checking into the right plays on on some short yardage situations. So. I, 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 the, the coaches need to work on that as well. Here's the truth of the matter. And it, we say, like, who's, whose fault is it? Who, blah, blah, blah. You pay Mike Leach $5.5 million a year. So he's got to be the guy who fixes things because he's going to be the guy who takes all the blame when it doesn't go right. So he's got to be the guy who stands up and fixes things. And we'll see if he can do it. All right, back to the uh, speakers. Let's go to Kivas Wright. Jared Gardner, you're up next. Brian, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, a little bummed out, but yeah, I'll get over it. There you go. Uh, yeah, the offense, like I said, didn't play well. I think the defense played well in the most part, but they just got too tired out because the offense can stay on the field, really. I think that was a key component of that. And <laughs> like, like, like you said, mental mistakes, errors. That, that holding penalty by Buki on the kickoff return was crushing. Yeah. Uh, just all around. I mean, 
and, and like I said, we had our opportunities to stretch the lead out in the early in the game and everything, but mm-hmm. just didn't didn't execute. Um, but that, that's like I said, that's all I have. And watching the Arkansas game right now, Arkansas has taken the lead now. They have got the lead back, yeah, but they are struggling. So we'll see where where it goes. Thanks, Kevis. I appreciate it. The other thing to talk about is. I don't think it can be uh, overstated how important how important it was for LSU to score right before the half. When we, when State goes up thirteen nothing, you, you know State had that the nice little drive. They had the great catch from Ra Ra Thomas where he mossed the guy, and you think okay, you know they're going to get the ball first to start the second half. They might be able to put this game away, and then LSU drives right down the field, and it's the exact thing that I talked about last week. It, it was all Jaden Daniels breaking containment and getting some 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 running room and being able to drive down the field. That was huge for LSU because they're out. They're 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 not in the game at thirteen nothing. They they haven't done anything the entire game at that point. And State sort of gave them a lifeline there, and it just sort of went from there. And half that crowd leaves if you if that if yeah you if, if, if you there. get the stop there and then you could come out on the first drive and just get some points, then you're probably right. So, all right, let's go to Jared Gardner. Then we'll go to Josh Watson. Jared, are you there? I'm here, Brian. Uh, tell What's me, up, why, why did I not believe that you were wrong in not taking Mississippi State? Why did I buy in? Why did I not, you know, trust the old poor Mississippi State mindset? Thank you. I'll listen. All right. Thanks, Jared. I, I don't even know that it's the poor Mississippi State mindset for me, to be totally honest. The truth of the matter is I will probably never in this life pick Mississippi State to win in Tiger Stadium. I have been down there too many times and seen this kind of thing happen. I, I, have, I was not at State's two wins in Tiger Stadium uh, these past few years. I wasn't there in 14, and I wasn't there in 20. I've never seen Mississippi State win there. I, 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 went, through the, uh, I went through the years, and I'm 3-20 of games I have attended against LSU. And, I, and when I'm not there, it's probably just as bad. I, I mean, I guess I have two wins to look back on, but I, I just don't believe State can win down there. I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, as much as I like to be analytical and, and really look at things, sometimes there's just some voodoo involved, and, and this is one of those times. So I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. I, I, you know, I, I'd rather, I would rather sometimes be the, the the pessimist and be presently surprised than be the optimist and be disappointed. I just, well, it's not like I, it's, it's how not I live just my a, life. It's not just a state thing. Like Texas A&M was having a good season and lost right. there. I mean, people just lose there, especially It's at a night. tough place to play. And LSU, 99% of the time, is a more talented football team than Mississippi State. They just are. You know, I mean, we just look at the recruiting rankings. They're, they're not wrong. So here we go. Let's go to uh, Josh Watson. Then Ryan Sparks will be up next. Ah. Uh. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I, just I'm going to try to keep it PG. That is just yes, what you call do. crap. Yeah, I'm trying. That's what you call crap in the bed, man. It's yeah. I, I'm just quoting uh, Dude Effect on Twitter where he said, nobody beats Mississippi State like Mississippi State beats Mississippi State. Yeah. So, and, and I don't – I've heard people say, you know, obviously, you know, you hear people talk about the penalties and stuff like that, and I've said it over and over again. Do not leave the game in the referee's hands. If you do that, you're going to be disappointed ten times out of ten. 
The other thing is I've heard people say stuff about, you know, oh, well, the defense was on the field so much they just got worn down. And I'm glad you brought up the touchdown right before the half because that was when LSU figured it out as far as what they could do to counteract our defense right there. That's where they got the upper hand. And Mm -hmm. I think it just – I mean, as the stats show, it just all went downhill from that. Yep. No, no question about it. I like, so that's a, anytime you have a chance to get, you know, the, 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 the double, uh, the double score, you score before the half and then you get the ball first. That's great. But I remember, I remember when state scored, I was like, eh, two minutes, they could do something. And, and of course they did. And that, that, that to me, I don't, that's not where the game was lost. To me, the game was lost with the fumble, but that was a, a huge play for LSU. They, they absolutely needed that, that touchdown. And if they hadn't gotten it, I don't know that the game is the same. So, all right, let's move on to Ryan Sparks. Shelby Beach, you're up after him. Hey, Brian. Uh, What's up, Brian? Man, I, I felt like we gave it away early on. I mean, we had mm-hmm. opportunities in the first and second quarter. I felt like we were dominating them. We were on the plus side of the field. LSU felt like they were always pinned deep, had bad um, – you know, field position, but, yeah. you know, we go for it twice on fourth down. We don't convert there. We, I mean, we're not giving our chance – we're not giving ourselves a chance to score. I mean, you know, it, it felt like it felt like we were up 13 to nothing, but even in, like, you know, I'm in the group chat with. At 13 nothing, I'm like, guys, we can't let them hang around. We're, we're, we're squandering these opportunities. And then when they scored, like, just the guy right before me said it. When they scored right before half, I just felt like that's it. We we let them hang around too long, and they figured something out, and they just got a lot of momentum because it wasn't necessarily scoring right before half, but it was a quick score. You know, yeah. I mean, they they moved the ball down quick, and and I felt like right. we just didn't take advantage of the opportunities early on. I thought we had a chance to put our foot on the throat and and really take them out of the game, and and just didn't do it. Absolutely correct, Ryan. I mean, you're you're just not wrong. In that, I mean, in the first half, yeah, I thought State had several opportunities there to put the, you know, not to put the game away, but to, you know, to, they had the ball in LSU territory and couldn't do anything with it. And it, you just, you can't give away opportunities when you're playing in Tiger Stadium. You just, you just can't. You can give away an opportunity or two when you're playing at Vanderbilt, maybe even at, even at Ole Miss most years, but not in LSU, not in LSU. Because if you let LSU hang around and you let their crowd get into the game, you're gonna you're gonna end up. What what happened tonight's gonna end up happening. All right, let's go to Shelby Beach. Then Ryan Pace will be up after him. We only have three more people in the queue, so if you do have a question, jump on in. Otherwise, when we get finished up here with these three guys, we're gonna call it a night. So Shelby, uh, go ahead and join us. You got me. Yeah, I got you, buddy. What's up? Cool. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller, sort of. Hey. Yeah. This this app was garbage for anybody that didn't have an iPhone apparently last year, by the way. Yes. They uh, I think they've they cleaned that up a bit. Yeah, I was victim to that. Because I think I tried to get in here one time before. Anyway. Well it, uh, it worked out okay. If you're talking about you know football season now for baseball season it was great because we won they still won a national title. We can't complain about anything that happened. Correct. And maybe we need like live during the game. So I see, I saw Will Boyd was actually here tonight. We need a let's go from Will Boyd. During the- <laughs> we 
we might, we might have, I, I've thought about doing some stuff like that with Twitch and, uh, and other things, but I'll tell you this is just, you know, super talk is very, uh, image conscious about, they don't <laughs> want just me sitting in my chair doing something and being on camera. They, they, right. if, if I got to do something, I got to have super talk logos around me and all that. So maybe we'll look into it one day, but not today. And then tonight, I would assume language could be an issue. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm not Brandon Walker, man. I can, I can keep it clean. I'll be all right. So, the rest of y'all, I don't know about, but you know, Brandon Walker's up there dropping f bombs like he's sprinkling salt on his French fries. That is very true. <laughs> uh, but I thought tonight Will didn't play his best game. Obviously, no. Um, and the, I thought the defense played pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're, you're right on the money. I, I mean, I feel like our receivers cost us a lot tonight. And, did, mm-hmm. did I mean, it's not like it's really a big point, at, especially at this point, obviously. But did you see holding on that kickoff return? Yeah, it, it was it, it, it was the right call. Unfortunately, it was 10 to 15 yards away from where Tulu was. Like, yeah, and it, Buki it, it, had no reason whatsoever to be holding it. To be honest with you, I don't know why the refs were even looking at it. It's that's how far away he was, but he did hold on that play, no question. Yeah, that and also did LSU or is it just me? Did LSU do a really great job of covering our receivers, or did Will just not see open guys? I think that's Will missed some open guys. The pressure didn't help him for sure. But also, don't forget, State had a bunch of drops in this game. And, and I agree with – I saw some of you all in the chat saying, how could it be only five? That's just what they tracked. I would I would put money that there were more than five drops in that game, probably closer to seven or eight if I, if I really had to, to guess. So, But I agree with most of what you said. Thanks, Shelby. That, right. hey, uh, and we, ha- we have a good question uh, that we haven't talked about tonight. Uh, what's the that? offensive line play, they just completely whiffed on blocks or literally mm-hmm. touched no one. Yeah, and again, I thought LSU did a good job of bringing pressure from the middle. I, I didn't think Dollar Bill played that badly. I didn't think Cam Jones played that well, but I thought Dollar Bill was okay. But they did a good job of, of pushing guys up the middle and overloading guys, not just, you know, it's one thing to bring, you know, five or six. It's another thing entirely when you bring three from the same side, and that's what they did on a couple of their sacks. So you have that. I don't know. I, my apologies to him. I don't know their defensive coordinator's name off the top of my head. But he had a really he had a pretty good game plan for Mississippi State tonight. And they um, think about the, the the play call, the fourth down where they where State goes to Austin Williams. I mean that's a play we've seen a dozen times, right? And he always catches it. And LSU did a great job of disguising their coverage. Will thought they were going to be in man to man. They weren't. They were in zone. And so when he goes back to throw the ball, there's there's two defenders there. So. I thought they had a really good defensive game plan, and it showed. I mean, they held State to 16 points and 289 yards. And so I was going to really say, they, they really made a lot of adjustments from the second quarter on, just like they Rob did. mentioned on offense. They saw something on defense as well. I agree. All right, let's go to Ryan Pace. Then Landon Young will be up after that. We've got a couple more after him. Ryan, are you there? Yes, I am here. So, um, yeah, an incredibly frustrating night. And I'll just say this. We will win – exactly zero games when we score 16 points. Um, I know we've already talked about it, but the hold on the kickoff return, the muff punt was the game. And to steal a a phrase from Joe Moorhead, don't get it twisted, right? We squandered this game in the first half by not extending the lead and allowing LSU, like what you said to score before, 
the end of the first half. Um, I mean, you go back and look at the box score. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. We scored exactly three points in the second half. And the box score looks like that. We're going to lose 10 times out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to echo something else that somebody else said, the greatest rivalry in sport is Mississippi State versus Mississippi State. And for whatever reason, Brian, um, Tiger Stadium will always be an impossible place to win, as will Bud Walton in basketball. I have no idea why, but it is just some crazy juju that we go up against for some reason. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, thanks, Ron. It's not just Mississippi State struggling to win at Tiger Stadium. All right. I mean, Nobody, outside of Alabama, is overly successful at Tiger Stadium. Georgia lost their last trip there. Uh, Florida loses all the time at Tiger Stadium. Uh, so does Auburn. So does Texas A&M. So does Arkansas. So does Ole Miss. That's a tough place to play. Those fans are into the game. And also the team that, that plays there is one of the most talented teams in the nation year in, year out. So, you know, I, I, think, I think this is a good Mississippi State team. Don't get me wrong. But are they more talented than LSU? No. No, I thought that I thought that their veteran experience would help them tonight. Unfortunately, that did not happen at all. They were they were they were overwhelmed by what happened there at uh, Tiger Stadium. Let's go to Landon Young. Jared Gardner will be back with us after that, and then Ian Detweiler will be wrapping us up. He'll be the last caller tonight. Go ahead, Landon. Need to unmute, Landon. Hey, Brian, can you hear me? Hey, what's up, man? Yes, I can. Go ahead, buddy. I think that uh, you were right all week talking about uh, LSU definitely had more talent on the field tonight. Um, obviously, we beat ourselves all night long. Um, Austin Williams fumble killed the momentum. The offense couldn't find ways to keep moving down the field. The defense couldn't get off the field. And then, of course, the holding call just killed us at the end of the game. But mm-hmm. – what do you think was the number one out of those three things was the thing that you you think that killed us overall? If there's one play that I could change, Landon, if you're telling me I, I, I have that that power, thanks for the the question, it's the fumble fumble punt. I think you know, if you fumble the ball, you get the ball back, you're down 16 to 10. I think LSU's frustrated at that point. The crowd is getting frustrated because you have, they haven't been able to, to, to do anything. And for Mississippi State to get the ball back there, and I don't know that State would have done anything, but, you know, they could at least flip the field position, maybe get at least one first down, something. But that that that, that killed it. That brought the crowd into it. LSU got fired up at that point. That That's the play of the game, in my opinion. All right, let's go to uh, Jared Gardner, and then we'll wrap it up with Ian. Hey, uh, yeah, maybe I took it too far saying poor old State. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like we lost it on that punt return where we got, you know, held up at the midfield. But, you know, with this loss, where do you think it takes us for the rest of the season? Like, what's your what's your hard prediction or maybe soft prediction? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, Jared, if you like, I said when you go back to my preseason prediction that was in the. Uh, the media poll that I do every year. I had stayed eight and four and I had them losing this game. I had them losing this game, winning the first two, winning the next three, and then I think I have them losing to Kentucky, Alabama, and Georgia. Obviously Alabama and Georgia, nothing's changing my opinion there. In fact, Georgia is even more of a lock to be a loss now than it ever was. That that team's a machine. Kentucky, 
they're not very good offensively, but that game being up there, if, if Kentucky beats Ole Miss in two weeks, they're probably going to be undefeated when they play State. That place will be rocking. So it's just a question of can State win its home games? Can they can they beat Texas A&M? Who, I mean, Texas A&M only has 10 points going for them tonight. I think that'll be an, uh, an ugly game, but State can win. And then Arkansas, you know, I guess they won the game. I haven't seen Twitter explode with, you know, Petrino came back. They won. Like they, they won. won. But I, I, I would definitely say that State can win that game. You know, now K.J. Jefferson worries me because you saw what a mobile quarterback. But he's a different kind of mobile quarterback, right? He's just going up the middle. He's not He's not a, the guy rolling out and then making the decision to go. They're running him on purpose up there at Arkansas. So it's a different kind of offense. I still think State can get to eight and four. I still, I still think that. And then Kentucky and Ole Miss are the other two losses. And you just you ask yourself, can they win one of those games on the road? Ole Miss, you know, I, I don't really know what to make of Ole Miss right now. Georgia Tech is obviously awful, but that said, Ole Miss played really well today. They shut them out. They they went on the road and shut out a Power Five team. Don't really care who you're playing. That's 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 pretty impressive. Kentucky's three and zero on the year defensively. They're very tough, and they're going to get their best player back in two weeks with Chris Rodriguez. So I still think they can get to eight and four. I don't know if they can. This was a game, though, that if they had won, if State had won this game, we would be talking about, okay, other than Alabama and Georgia, is State going to win the rest of the games? But that didn't happen, and that's sort of where we are now. All right, let's wrap things up with uh, Ian Detweiler. You're our last caller tonight. Hey, Brian. Uh, What's going on, man? Thanks for getting me in. Um, Yeah. So similar flavor to the last couple of of topics that have come up of every all the bad that we saw today from Will Rogers missing some passes the receivers dropping some balls the O-line looking a little bit worse for wear against stiffer competition missed extra point again and then what I'm I'm going to call just kind of a case of the dumbs running around a little bit uh, like the, the, the fumble looking out for the rest of the year I, you know I don't really think that's that's Will Rogers bad game Whatever. I'm not really worried about Will Rogers for the rest of the year. But what of everything you saw today uh, is the most worrisome projecting for the rest of the season? That's a good question. Um, obviously, first and foremost, extra points. I mean, you can't you can't miss extra points. That will cost you eventually. I mean, we saw it last year in the game against uh, Arkansas. And you're talking about missing field goals, but now you're going to miss. I mean, State's going to play some close games. They got to make those, um, and then with Rodgers, I, I I think that I'm trying to figure out exactly how to put this. Like I have less trust in Rodgers today than I did yesterday. I thought he made some bad decisions tonight. I thought he wasn't as in command of the offense as I like to think he was. Was I? I, I think that he, you know he he could have played better tonight, and so. He's the trigger man for all this. He's got to play at a high level every week for Mississippi State. State cannot win any games where Will Rogers does not play at a high level. They're not going to be able to overcome bad quarterback play when you run a system where you throw it 40, 50, 60 times. You're just not. So, you know, Rogers has got to be more consistent. He can't have games like tonight. So I think he'll bounce back, especially next week against Bowling Green. Although Bowling Green, big win for them today. They beat Marshall, who, of course, even beat Notre Dame last weekend. But, yeah. Rodgers, to me, I, I just got to, you know, I got to see the Will Rogers that I know I can see. I know I've seen him before. He's got to be more consistent, though, week in and week out. All right, guys, that's all for this. We'll record the uh, 
the podcast tomorrow when Robbie gets back from Baton Rouge, and we'll have that up for you. Uh, and then a full week of uh, Thunder and Lightning, obviously. Huge week on Thunder and Lightning this past week. Really want to thank you guys. I tried to put out some great content, and you guys really, really were receptive to it. Monster week for us as far as listens go. I appreciate it. One other a bit of housekeeping. I'll be off of Sports Talk Mississippi on uh, Tuesday. Just taking a random day off. Nothing going on. But, you know, so I, hey, I don't like talking to those guys every day, do I? But anyway, so we'll, uh, I'm off Tuesday. So if you're somebody who only listens to the show for me, first off, please don't do that. Listen to the show. It's, it's a good show. But secondly, no. I won't be there. Uh, come on, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. They're good people. They're my they friends. They are good people. I'm just kidding. All right. I know. All right, guys. Have a great night. Try to have a better day tomorrow. Hopefully, the, your NFL team will do a great job and win, unless you're a Tampa Bay fan, in which case I have no time for you. And uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for coming to the Post Game Live, guys, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.